God is good. That's a good lesson, like always, a good lesson. And that, <laughs> Brother John, y'all talking about the woman at the well. You know, she wasn't, she, Jesus, one of the disciples got on to him because he was talking to her, and because it was against the law. But uh, only God can change your heart, and only God can help you do what God has called you to do. But there's one thing for sure. I know in my heart that there's so many people, and I, ain't, I wouldn't call them names for nothing, but there's so many people that fight against the call of God because the devil pounded them on the right and on the left and on their back telling them you can't do it. You can't do it. Well, he's telling the truth. I can't do it, but God can. There's nothing impossible with my God. But the most, the most important thing is this. And I know it's said so many times here in this church. That man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. That don't leave anything out. But by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. This is my roadmap. This and this. I don't care about books outside of this. I'm not very well educated, not none at all. Matter of fact, I don't have any education. The only education I have is I learned how to read out of this Bible. And when I picked this Bible up, I could not pick up a first or second, third grade book and read it. And I'm telling you the truth. So I had a good excuse, didn't I? No, I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> the gift and the call of God is without repentance. And everybody that, that, that does surrender unto the Lord is called to be a light. The light of the world. And you know what? What beats people out of so much is this. Jesus said himself, he said, if you're ashamed to confess me before men, if you're ashamed to confess me before men, you know what that means, church? That we're supposed to be alive wherever we're at and not ashamed to lift up the name of Jesus. Yes. He's told us in the Word that men will hate you for my name's sake. They will hate you. You can be just as good as you want to to anybody, but if you're a child of God and they're not, there's a difference. There is a spiritual warfare going on right now to destroy this country because the devil knows that this country is one of the countries on the face of the earth that has stood on the Word of God. Why? Because of the church. Because of people preaching the full gospel. There ain't but one God. 
you can't show me. I don't care from, from the, the Old Testament plumb through the Old Testament plumb through the New. There's only one gospel. And Jesus said it. If you're ashamed to confess me before men, I'll be ashamed to confess you before my Father and the angels which are in heaven. I don't care. If I say something wrong, I want to be correct. Why? Because I want to stand on one thing, and that is the true Word of God. One thing. The true Word of God. And I'm telling you, this little old what they call this going on today, this is nothing. This is nothing to compare what's coming up on the face of this earth. That's why people need to read their word, they need to pray, and seek the face of God. God, what would you have me to do? What would you, how, how would you have me to do it, Lord? Only you can lead me the way you want me to go. I can't lead myself without God. I can't do anything. You may think, well, I can conquer the world. No, there ain't nobody going to conquer the world. But one. That's Jesus Christ. That's the Bible says. He's the conqueror. He's the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by and I, it's hard for me to understand why preachers can get behind the pulpit and preach false doctrine and people fall into it by the thousands. No, probably by millions. Many, millions and millions of people have been deceived by preachers thinking that they know it all. And when we don't know anything without Him. If you have your Bible this morning, turn to. Let's see if I can find my place. I'm right here to the cut morning. If you have your Bible, turn to. Acts. <coughs> Acts, the second chapter of Acts. The second chapter of Acts, and the seven, I'm going to read just a few verses here. The 17th verse, and here's what the Word said. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my Spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Father, in Jesus' name, as we come before you, Lord, I just prayed and asked you all morning, what would you have me to say? Lord, I'm, I'm dependent on you. Without you, I'm helpless. And I want my life to be turned over completely, dedicated to do but one thing, 
and that's to lift up the name of Jesus. Help us, Lord, in this building this morning, and we'll give you praise and thanks for everything. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. The 21st verse says, And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Shall be saved. Whosoever. That don't leave anybody else. Call on the name. You know, <laughs> there was a discussion about faith and and Eli jumped up, and I'll never forget that as long as I live. We walk by faith, not by sight. The just shall live by faith. Oh, what is the just? What is the just? It's not just because you go to church or just because you believe in a certain denomination. It has nothing to do with the just shall live by faith. That is the, that's the one that has surrendered their life under the crown. Now I'm talking about surrendering. There's a lot of difference surrendering your life than there is joining the church. There's a lot of difference in surrendering your life than being baptized. There's a lot of difference in surrendering your life than taking the Holy Communion. And it's all Scripture. And I believe it. But you can't leave out the most important thing is asking Jesus Christ to come into your heart as your Lord and your Savior. I've heard preachers over television that they'd say, if you want to be saved, repeat after me. And leave the most important thing out. Forgive me, Lord, I'm a sinner. Forgive me, Lord, I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins and come into my heart. And that's all it takes to be saved. And believe it. We, you confess with your mouth. But if you don't believe in your heart, then you're not saved. You don't believe. It's a, it, it is, this is something that my heart is set on one thing. I don't want to please man. I want to please one, and that is God. And you can't please God any other way than accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. It's scripture. It's scripture. He said, when he said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, that brings us to what he's saying right here. What he's saying right here, listen. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I'm going to tell you something. I used to be a I'd say as an alcoholic. Because every day, there was not a day that ever went by that I didn't have a drink of whiskey. 
I drank quite a bit of it. A lot of people never, a lot of my family didn't know that. Because I was not just a sloppy drunk, but I was an alcoholic because I drank it every day. I mean, I wanted to drink every day, and, and the way I drank it, I, I poured in my coffee and drank coffee with liquor and alcohol. I didn't drink a whole lot of beer, but I, I had whiskey every day to drink. I mean, I had, you know, but, you know, I drank so much of that junk that it, 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 it caused me to start hemorrhaging. And I mean bad. I'd wake up at the night and have to go change underwear. That's how bad. I was hemorrhaging it. I didn't talk about it to my people. There's one thing that I've always been I'm kind of proud of. I've always kind of stayed to myself and I didn't. If something was going on, I didn't go around and tell everybody about it. But I knew Brother John, I knew in my heart that I was dying. Marie tried and tried and tried. I don't know how many times she tried. She said, go, please go to the doctor. I said, no. Well, she had went to a meeting. She was uh, over the 10 mile apartments and they called a meeting in Little Rock. And she was at that meeting. I'll never forget that day. I was out walking across the yard out when they were out in the sands. I was walking across the yard. I could probably take you to probably just about the very spot. The Lord spoke to my heart. I knew I had a call on my life at, at the age of 14 year old to preach the gospel. But I had every excuse under the sun. I didn't have no education, couldn't read. I, I, I mean, I used every excuse under the sun to try to back off away from it. Because here's what I thought: there's people that are educated that know that that that, that, that would they could do it. They could do it. They could do it. And I, I was. Practically just stopped right in my tracks and I could feel the Lord speak to my heart and say, See, I, I, I really thought that I, I was dying and I believe I was dying. I don't believe I would have been living very, I, I don't believe it would have been just a matter of months after that if I had not asked the Lord to forgive me of all my sins coming to I, I believe it would have been a matter of months that I was in, because I was so hard-headed and stubborn, I'm not going to see no doctor before I come with And he said, if you don't do what I called you to do, you'll die. You'll die. You'll, you'll burn him. I, I, I know that. The devil ain't going to tell you stuff like that. A people ain't gonna tell you that. Unless it's somebody trying to go around judging people. I knew, but I was always afraid from that day till now. 
I get nervous, and I'm afraid sometimes to go up behind the pulpit. Why? Because I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want to mislead people. I see people that when they started out preaching, they had a good education. And I look out there and I ask the Lord. Sometimes I say, Lord, I know we're preaching the truth and we're teaching the truth. But what are the people that? Look at that crowd, Lord, that that man is preaching to. And look what he's preaching. Self-esteem. Self-esteem. You can have whatever you want in life if you'll just claim it. You can have it. I don't want all that stuff that they're trying to find. I don't need a mansion on the hill. I don't need money in the bank. I only need to do what God has called me to do, and that is to preach the everlasting gospel of Jesus Christ. If you go to town, don't be ashamed to mention the name of Jesus. Don't be afraid of what people are going to think. If you have give your heart to the Lord, you there's no you have no right to be ashamed of the one that has caused you to be born again. Born again. I've been born again. I thank God. I thank God that I have been born again. You say, well, how do you know, Brother Leon? Well, I know my life ain't the same anymore. My life has never been the same anymore since the day I said, Lord, please forgive me of my sin. Does that make me perfect? No. I don't know but one perfect that walked upon the face of this earth. And that was Jesus. And even Jesus said, why callest thou me good? There's none good but one. And that is God. In the last day, I read this, <clears throat> I read this, and I look around at the church, but this is not the only church. There are people saved that probably and they probably never even stepped their foot inside of a church building because they've been saved in countries where they're not, they don't have the freedom to come out and worship like we do. No telling how many people that hear the gospel preached through the airways, TV, radio, even shortwave, internet, that are being saved that I don't know about. Because they're living in countries that they don't have the freedom. We have the freedom to go to Walmart. And I've already been got on to Walmart about five. I am. I used to pass a little red Bible without the people. There was one time somebody came up to me and said, You're not supposed to do this. Yep. 
innerhalb von Flüchten. After one, well, if somebody told him the Bible down on the floor and somebody step on him and flip on him, but that wasn't nothing but the devil. If I seen one of them little Bibles down on the floor, I wouldn't step on it, I'd pick it up. And you say, Brother Leon, you quit passing them out? I go in there and buy their junk. That store there for the public. And you see all the trash in the magazine right. The best thing they can have is a little Bible in there. That's right. The Word of God. The Word of God. The Word of God. Quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, is the word of all mankind. <laughs> and they say, if somebody asks me if you love Jesus, I'm going to say, yes, take him, lock him up. I'll be in jail. I'm serious. I, I'm, I'm telling you. A lot of people would, if they thought they were going to jail, they ain't going to say, I love Jesus. Well, how are you going to get through the pearly gates? How are you going to get through the pearly gates if you can't announce Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? He said, if you're ashamed to confess me, well, that, what does that mean, Brother John? Then he'll turn us away, won't he? He'll turn us away if we're ashamed to lift up the name of Jesus. The all of them, the disciples, look at John on the Isle of Patmos, like Patty pronounced it. Look at what he went through because he stood for the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But, if I'm not mistaken, he died in that. Uh, he just died in that. A lot of them were crucified. A lot of them were stabbed with swords. And they were killed every way under the sun. But he was the one that died of all God. God was with him. And God will always be with us if we will not be ashamed to lift up the name of his son Jesus. Or not be ashamed to stand behind this pulpit or anywhere else that he calls you. You can preach the gospel anywhere. If the Lord says go and stand on that street corner, you better go stand on the street corner and preach the gospel. They did back then. They preached wherever they went. They preached. They was in it for one thing, and that was to lift up the name of Jesus. Salvation for the soul of man. Every one of them was in it for to win souls unto their Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Every one of them. You know, <clears throat> you know the devil's quoted this Bible. 
And when you read stuff like this, I asked, uh, when I read that, I said, well, Lord, where is everybody at? They're everywhere. There, there's no telling right now if the rapture was to take place right now, soon there's no telling how many people would leave this earth. You say, why do you say, well, look here. Look at the times we're living in. But think about this that you were talking about after the catching away of the church. Then the great tribulation is going to start. And look how many are going to be saved through the great tribulation. The Bible says a number that no man can number. So think about the number right now if the catching away of the church comes. No, we don't see a whole lot here. But there's a whole lot everywhere else. Amen? With every head bowed, please. Pray, church. Pray for your loved ones like you've never prayed for them before. Because I, I believe with all of my heart that we are in perilous times. We are in perilous times that people need to pray and read the Word of God and ask the Lord, what would you have me do? Every day we get up, we ought to pray, Lord, what would you have me to do today? What would you have me to do? Give me the strength, Lord, to do what you want me to do. We ask it in Jesus' name.